This is the Everything Arts Podcast, episode number eight, Accents. Hello and welcome back to the Everything Arts Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Blackston. It's been a while since I released a podcast, so I'm excited to share this one, even though we ran into some challenges along the way and I had to get sort of creative with the format and the editing. But before we jump in, let me update you on what's been happening in the world of Everything Arts. First, I've really been thinking about the podcast and how I wanted to improve it, and I've also been spending some time learning the ins and outs of the technical side of things so that I can bring you better content, uh, things such as interviews with interesting people, and hopefully after a while I'd like to get some conversations with people whose names you might recognize. That's one reason I haven't released any podcasts in a couple of months. Also, I've been extraordinarily busy. My wife Kayla and I are currently in the middle of directing a production of Bye Bye Birdie, trying to get a mortgage, and growing my etching business to include a pet memorial division, which Kayla will largely oversee. And with all that going on, it's just hard to keep a schedule of recording podcasts that have to go through all sorts of post-production before they can be released, and all this technical work is done by yours truly, so there just hasn't been a whole lot of time to get to that. So that's why you may have wondered where we went. But we're recording again, and my hope is to start recording in bulk so that I can have shows in my back pocket ready to release when I'm supposed to. However, at the moment, I am stepping back and releasing only one a month because part of our pet venture will include a podcast all about pets that will be hosted by me and Kayla. The website is still up, and I still need your contact if you're a listener to the Everything Arts podcast so I can know how we're doing and what you like or don't like. And you can get in touch with me via that website at www.myeverythingarts.com and click over to the contact page. Also, we're on iTunes and several other platforms, so you can listen straight from the podcast page if you'd like, or you can listen on those platforms. If you do listen on those platforms, please leave us some feedback, especially on iTunes, because that helps rank us and, again, tells us how we're doing. So now the Accents episode of the Everything Arts podcast that I have been so excited about and talking about on a couple of the other episodes, well... It had problems from the start. We had people scheduled that ended up not being able to make it, and that was okay because there were others ready and willing to step in, but then we had to reschedule the session at the last minute. Once we did sit down at the session and begin, we had a technical malfunction and had to change recording devices, and I had to record my voice track on my ancient laptop separately from the others. Then we had operator error, me... We went through 30 minutes of podcast content, and suddenly I noticed that I never hit record. But that was okay because we needed a dry run-through, and we realized during that run-through that our topic, the top 100 musicals of all time, was impossible to discuss with any degree of interest while we were still struggling with different accents and impressions chosen from a hat and performing them by the seat of our pants. And after finally getting through a successful recording, I took the, the equipment home, plugged it all in, and I was getting ready to do post-production and realized, to my dismay, that my ancient laptop really malfunctioned bad during the recording, and most of my voice track was just absolute garbage. So what I decided to do was to pick out the best audio and most interesting parts of the recording and narrate them as best I could, and here's what you get. So, here's the Blasted Accents podcast with Tony King, Travis McElroy, Gunnar and Evan Hartley. Timekeeper Amanda James, and your technologically challenged host, Michael Blackston. So, this is an Accents podcast, and the original idea uh, Tony had come up with, well, she had gone online and found a list of the top 100 musicals of all time for us to discuss. What we found out, though, when we first did our dry run through here, (laughs) is it's really hard when you're trying to do an accent, especially just 
flying by the seat of your pants to think of something to say about any of these musicals. And then if you're just not obsessed with this musical and you don't have a lot to say about it, so we were just like, okay, number one, <laughs> number two. And uh, and so we decided we're going to just kind of freestyle this and we're going to have a theatrical discussion or whatever y'all want to talk about. Okay. We're all theater veterans, so I have a feeling it's probably going to go in that direction. But what we're going to do is we're going to pass around the beautiful little red bowl with little pieces of paper in it. And each little piece of paper has something written on it. It's either a name of a person to impersonate or we found out that we're really good at insulting different cultures in this <laughs> world. So I'm going to pick out the first one. <laughs> and this one looks like one that hasn't been done before yet, so, oh, yeah. Are we still doing the whole, like, uh, every two minutes, like, just yeah, guessing? That, or? Thank you. There we go. Uh, that is where Amanda comes in. Two minutes is our time frame to have to use this accent or impersonation. And I'm so excited about this one. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, this I am choice too. of accent is, is very much astute. Very good, very good. I can't wait to start mine because you're all going to. Well, we'll just see. Okay. So, for two minutes, we have to use this accent or this impersonation while we discuss whatever it is that we're going to discuss, and I have no clue yet what that's going to be. And Amanda's going to time us at the end of two minutes. We get to see if we can figure out who or what we were impersonating accent or impersonation-wise. So, are you ready? Yes. Sure. I am ready. Let me see if I can... <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can figure out how to start you. this off. Okay, are you ready, Amanda? Is the timer started or... Okay. Hi. <laughs> We've got to talk about something. I love how you just went cross-eyed. Are you true. aware that you went cross-eyed? For true. I'm very aware of that. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, my God, I don't know if this is right, but Aye. this is the best I can tell. Hi, I've been there before. What? You're trying to do an accent. <laughs> the horizon's right in front of you. Oh. Look at the cove. Treasure in me booty. <laughs> I'm not looking for treasure in your booty. <laughs> Ooh, my goodness. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Why don't you just talk? Are we down to two now? Two minutes? <laughs> the <It's> moon! <laughs> the moon! That is my god. <laughs> Travis for the win. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to go ahead and say I was aristocrat British. It's, it started changing halfway through. Oh, you were British. I was aristocrat British. Uh, oh, yeah. I, was, I tried to copy Ken Little. In this next segment, I got one of my favorite all-time accents to play around with, and Tony got one of my two favorites from her for the day. That's right. I'm, I'm very happy about the word of Gutman in front of me. I'm so totally glad that you got that one because the last time I had that and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this accent. It was horrible. That's, that's I, like hot. I don't. You can't do what you've got in front of you. You've got to give it old college tray. Not like me. I didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know what happened in this next clip other than to say, I promise I was not smoking whatever Evan and Gunner had gotten into before the session. And Travis had yet again picked out an accent from the Middle East. So, uh, we, we uh, got, got to have something to talk about, man. If you can, just hey, I got a question for you. I got, I got a question for you. If you can pass, if you can, like, you know, get past, can you get future? What? Oh. 
<laughs> you blew my mind. I know, right? <laughs> I'm trying to blow his mind because I think he needs a good mind blowing. <laughs> I think it's already blown, man. <laughs> okay. I have story. I have, you know, the, the voice of the Taco Bell dog? Jace. Okay, I, I work with him. We do sketch together on stage. Yes, his name's Carlos Alazraki. He's, What's uh, that last name again? Carlos Alazraki. Oh, and, uh, He was in uh, Reno 911. Jace. Anyways, we do sketch together on stage, and he was voice of Taco Bell Dog. That Very cool. Oh, that would be a Very fun thing cool, to eh? talk about. Would be what's the most difficult thing you've ever done as an actor? Oh. Moo! Moo! <laughs> <laughs> and that is my god as well. <laughs> <laughs> Tony won this next round. Yeah, the most thing that puts you out of your comfort zone on stage, what would it be? You know what I'm talking about? Like when you cast. Well, I'm a little confused. When you cast me in 39 steps. I think this steps, one might get a little mixed up with yeah. the Valley Girls. So you need to explain things to me, or either put more sparkles on them, because <laughs> I get really excited about things like that. Well, and I, can I focus did not more. bring my glitter with me. Oh, you have problems. That is shame. Big problem. <laughs> Huge. No, but what I mean by the most thing out of your comfort zone when you cast me cast me in 39 steps you're like you're going to do 16 characters with 16 different accents and I had never done an accent on stage. And let me tell you what. You were fabulous. Well, it th- was so good. Th- th- I especially like it when you wore the skirt oh, cuz that's I, my favorite thing. I, li- I liked it when I wore the skirt too. It breathed very well. It showed off legs. <laughs> I nice like legs. legs. <laughs> No, but I, I, I've had a, I've had some interesting stuff to do on stage before. You know, you you cast me as a sixty-five-year-old preacher. I'm twenty-two. You're welcome, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm twenty-two now, and I played a sixty-five-year-old, which it is possible, Evan. You anything can be happen. He played Fagin and Oliver. He looked significantly older. Mm-hmm. I just took off the makeup. <laughs> <laughs> That's this man who embraces self. Mm-hmm. Now, if my memory serves, you danced a lot in that. My Dang it, I was there. really loving listening to your accent there. I was falling in and out yeah, of that. That was awesome. Carol Channing. No. Oh. <laughs> Richard Simmons. That oh, was Richard okay. Well, you know what? Man. It doesn't matter. That was a daggum good voice. I really like that. What if write a show where she can just be that voice? That, you know, Richard Simmons, Valley Girls. You know, that actually could be an idea <laughs> is to write a radio, a podcast show. That is that would be an idea. awesome idea, and I would love to be in on that. Oh yeah, that would I would be definitely cool. love to be able to do that. Do write what? a podcast show, just like a, a little play for a podcast. Yeah, we could just yeah, do like a like a radio show, yeah, the old time totally radio. Assign, assign like two oh, characters a person. They just yeah. do a voice for fun. each. Yeah, we should, we should get like a soap company to uh, to produce it. Great you know, that's how idea. Soap we'll I like to put our minds together on that. Clinton again. I wasn't again. He was it before. I was Bill Clinton. Okay, this is bad. This accent. I'm going to use my pass on this. I'm not going to use a pass on this, but this accent, I have to be this in the current show. Okay. Now, I know that I can do this voice on stage. You do it a lot better than I did. I couldn't figure out what to do. For <laughs> these gangsters. It reminds me of a... Uh, For one thing, Daddy Don. <laughs> they've already done talked about it. Brother. It sounded like a... a, a your own brother. It sounded like Roger Rabbit. Was how yeah, that's kind of what I was going yeah. for. Got Actually, that Roger I, I'm trying I to like, think of the Roger gives Yeah. In this next clip, the cookie goes to Travis, Gunner, and Evan. They'll just have to split it three ways. I do recall nearly having a spit take when I heard this live, and for some reason I began to get hungry. To talk about if anybody's ever had to eat the food on stage. Uh, I have. I had to eat a cookie. <laughs> you ate a cookie? 
It was nice. I had to. I had to. It was in. Uh, it I was in. Uh, actually, no. It's only. It's only one time on stage where I had to eat a cookie. It was. Uh, it uh, really. Uh, it really piqued my interest a little bit. It was great. <laughs> and cookies. But uh, come about the second weekend, it was very stale and just bleh. <laughs> you had to eat the same cookie. No, it was uh, three different cookies. <laughs> Poor show. Six shows. <laughs> it was the same cookie. No, it was a Michael. I couldn't imagine eating the <laughs> Miguel. same cookie over and over and over again. What was yours, Evan? I was a I was old western. Okay, your town ain't big enough for two. I was. I <laughs> <laughs> That's what I could have done. That would have worked. <laughs> I wanted I, to, I wanted to do that, but like at first I was like, mm, I'm like they're gonna think it. They're gonna think it's the guy from Sling Blade. I was I'm like they're gonna think I was Sling Blade <laughs> over here. I reckon oh, I got a six shooter. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. The cookie yeah. thing was so funny. Had to eat the cookie. No, what but was yeah, the that, cookie thing you had to eat on stage? It was 39 steps. We had to eat three cookies. It was a biscuit, but they were, there was like those little, I don't know. They're just, the yeah, Lord of Doom. Friggin' delicious what they were. All I know is that they just, it was funny because the first time we had it, Drew Lunsford pulled it out of his pocket. That's how, it's like, here, have a cookie that's been in my pocket. I'm like, I'm committed to this part. <laughs> I, I do this voice um, where it's a combination of Chewbacca and Yoda. Ooh. Mm. And Yobaka? I call it Yobaka. 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 <laughs> and it basically is like. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Yoda ate like a delicious Twinkie or something. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Mm, good dishes. <laughs> Over, I do not want it to be. In this next upcoming clip, we broke character a little bit and had a normal discussion I'll title Comedy Timing, The Disappearing Actor, and Jerks. No, but uh, one of the most difficult things that I've had to do was what we did at the Dutchies with me and Zach was that who's on first skit itself because yeah. I think you've done it before. It's just that it, it's easy to rehearse it, and you can rehearse it as many times as you want, but no matter, it's like you have to know the part and the person you're acting with has to know the part because they bounce completely off each other. So it's like if I was off, he would have to find a way to get me back on track and right. vice versa, and that was I'm glad I would love to do it again, but too bad we only had one sh one time. Well, things like that that require perfect timing are so hard. I mean, if you can just sit back and just take it easy, it's one thing. But if you got to have that timing, and if you don't get it, it messes everything up. That is so difficult. Well, what's the old saying? Uh, dying is easy, comedy is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they say if you're a good comedic actor, then you can pretty much do drama very easily because comedic timing is one of the most important and one of the most. Prudent. Well, and next we wrap it up, but not before Gunner gives us his best of the day. Anybody got else got a uh, good uh, something they want to talk about stage-wise? Any any stories or anything crazy that's happened on stage? I mean, <laughs> we've heard, I hadn't heard, I bet you've got some good stories. We had a guy um, in a show that I did, uh, he, he showed up for opening night, and then we didn't see him the rest of the show. Wow. He, he never came back. He was um, he was there, and we had a cast party afterwards. And when we came for the next night, um, you know, the stage managers trying to make calls and say, "Hey, you know, where are you?" Blah blah blah. Never returned a call. Never showed up. We think he might have been a figment of our imagination. <laughs> he was not there. He, he was, was never there in the first past. place. No, I've haven't. never had anything like that happen. Now we had. Uh, when we did Joseph, we had uh, a virus go through, and a couple of members got sick, and Bill Daughtry did got the, sick. Did the virus go bad. through a couple of people? <laughs> Just, it went through a couple of people. I don't know in what way it manifested itself, but 
Bill, Some stories should never be told. You're a mean one, Mr. Green. We felt awful for Bill because he was in the bed. His wife called and said, and he was one of the brothers. Joseph had 11 brothers. Well, there were two straight nights. We had 10. <laughs> and I was like, please, people, please let there be no mathematicians out there. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Nobody. Well, a couple of people that I know said, hey, I noticed you. But they knew, I love, they I love going to shows. Like, I wonder if they're going to be missing people. I'm excited. I'm going to see if they're missing people, and I'm going to call them on it. It's like, hey, you're missing somebody. I'm going to be that guy that stands up. Where's the other people? Well, now, I did have one guy who who is constantly like that. That's what he likes to do is point out things that he thinks you didn't Duh, notice. jerk. And he's like, you know, you only had 10. I'm like, I was the director. You don't think I knew mm-hmm. that there was somebody missing? Has the timer started? Uh, sure. Okay. Okay, man. <laughs> I got the same one you got while ago. While ago. While ago. Oh, boy. You gonna, you gonna <laughs> speak, sir? You gonna speak, mister? <laughs> gonna gonna go, go say some words with your face? <laughs> your, in your mouth. <laughs> I bet. Orale, speak, sir. Speak, mister. You got the Mexican Richard Simmons, didn't you? This last one is whatever accent you want to do or impersonation, if you've got one that you are good at. You had... I can't remember now. Do it again. Well, I mean, it just depends on what we're talking about. Radio voice? Yes. Yes. I bet you wrote that. (laughs) Yes, I did. That's how you knew. Yes, I did. And I did go through a time when I first started the radio show, and somebody very wisely called me up and said, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Because it was right after Tri-County Tech and right after I got into radio and television, and I got in there, and I was doing just this right here. Mm-hmm. And I was Mike Blackston doing this right here. Blah, 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 blah. Now I sound like the gown. Did you do the head bob? Yes, I probably yeah, did. Talking over here. No, hey, I even here. squinted no, my eye and... Probably snapped a little bit while I was Obviously, started. radio in the 70s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> WKRP is smooth sounds. Yeah, I know they do. Okay. Like, <laughs> and they have really really nice natural voices, but when yeah. they get on the radio, they sound like insane. And now you're listening to the slow jam. I still have to stop we myself. We play anything slow and jammy. And smooth. <laughs> slow and welcome, jammy. Welcome and to space. I have to stop myself anytime I get on a microphone because when I was at WESC, they did want you to kind of make it generic. And so I did have to kind of do this. I really didn't do a radio voice, but I had to kind of do this to right. keep it. You know. And um, yeah, to people, keep all your their enunciation. Yeah, I couldn't talk like this. In right your there. chest. Yeah. That's the way God talks. Uh, right. <laughs> I bet no. He does. Apparently, your God says. <laughs> if there's one thing we have learned, from he went Travis move, today. y'all. <laughs> yeah, this next one we're gonna do. The one next one's gonna hurt my throat, yourself. but I'll do it. And it's our last segment, so we'll talk about the things that uh, our favorite show, just your favorite all-time stage play, whether it be a musical or a play or a. Tony, you're shaking your head. You can't decide. Well, name one of your favorite ones. <laughs> Tony is very indecisive. I've learned this about myself today that I cannot do accents unless I practice. She used to be very. No, no, no. I'm talking about unless they're completely spontaneous. Well, you don't have to. Let's just do one now. Oh boy! (laughs) (laughs) You never really. It takes some time, Michael. (laughs) 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 Your face is so red. (laughs) 
Now, this is a much shorter podcast than we've been able to deliver in the past, but we ultimately had a whole lot of fun doing the session, and I do hope to have these great friends back again. We had such a fun time and laughed a lot, and there was a lot of stuff that you didn't get to hear because it just didn't flow as well as I would like it to, and my voice track ruined things in a lot of places because of the technical difficulties. This was uh, the best of what I thought we could get out of the recording, but I think it it turns into something very interesting to listen to, and I hope you'll share it with your friends. Now, don't forget to get in touch with us and leave us some feedback on iTunes if you get the podcast from there. I'd like to say thank you again to Tony King, Travis McElroy, Gunnar Hartley, Evan Hartley, and Amanda James for making this podcast happen. And until next time, I'm Michael Blackston for the Everything Arts Podcast because art is everything.